Uh, how you is, homie? I'm here. You're here? Being here is half the battle. <laughs> yep. This is going to be a great show, man. It's going to be a show. It is definitely going to be a show. It's going to be a show. <laughs> It'll <all>. definitely <laughs> be a show. Stuff's about to get fun tonight, guys. Hey, Ty. How's it going, buddy? Uh, all right. No, I mean, I don't feel bad. I just, there's going to be parts of the show where I just am not talking. Well, and okay. we're going to test Greg's ability to uh, hold a show down on his own. What's up, Katie? We're going to figure out if we're going to start a spinoff, essentially. So, Yeah. I mean, a spinoff <laughs> called Whiten's Wisdom is Gone. Yeah. It's all right. <sighs> all right. So, three, two, one, action. Wasted by the way, he's hitting things. What's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome back to Two Beers Deep, the show where we uh, stop. Shoe, how you doing, buddy? Um, the show where we we don't really know yet. Yeah, traditionally, we drink and talk about sports. Today, Derek is on pain medication, and Greg is drinking. We're talking about sports. Yeah, this is gonna be a really interesting show. You know, miserable's not not miserable <laughs> is not the right word. You had uh, to take your glasses off for that? Yeah. No, I'm just... So, I feel okay. For anybody that doesn't know, I had um my wisdom teeth taken out this morning, approximately 9.07 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Damn, you timestamped um, that. It was like uh, checking into Foursquare or something It was a like guess. That. But honestly, like, the, the funny part about it was that it really wasn't that bad. Like... So you, I, I, have you ever had your wisdom teeth out? I have not, no. Have you ever had to go under for surgery? I have not, no. Okay, have you ever... Kissed a girl. Yes. Okay. We yes. Greg has. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um has Chef, how you doing, buddy? Um, so you go in and like they're like, bring a blanket. I'm like, you know, screw you and your blanket. Hmm. But you have to wear a short sleeve shirt. So whatever. Wear a short sleeve shirt. Obviously it's our branded shirt. Um Representing you know, the brand. Always because I was like, Hey, you know, like, yeah, while you're in my mouth for the brand. This beautiful mouth does podcasting. So mm-hmm. you know. Two birds, one stone. Absolutely. Uh, it also put them into perspective. Hey, like, um, check out, you know, make sure you don't mess up the uh, the moneymaker. You yeah. know, Doc? Yeah, dentist. clearly. I mean, we'd be screwed without that voice of yours. Yeah, yeah. So you get in there, and I'm meeting with this this anesthetic guy, like the anesthesia guy. Mm-hmm. Super cool. He's like, hey, man, just giving you the rundown. Like, I'm not your surgeon, obviously. Sup, chef? Uh, it, it was third. Thank you, Denny. It is honestly this is this is the this is flu game, boys. This is flu game. Hmm. This is as flu game as it gets. This is what flu game is all about. This is flu podcast. That sounds geeky. We're gonna go flu game. All right, um, fine. so you get in there and dude's like, hey, like, you know, do you do this? Do you do that? I'm like, I don't do that. I do don't remember this. I don't do any of that. <laughs> He's like, do you have a drink every day? I obviously lied. I was like, no, I'm not a raging uh, alcoholic. alcoholic. No, I would never do that. Um, then he, you know, put the IV in my arm. He's like, how's it working? I just start laughing. I'm like, sick. He's like, hey, here's some oxygen. Fun fact, pretty sure it was laughing gas, but he told me it was oxygen. And then literally the things that I remember going throughout, flu cast. Oh, that's even yeah, better. Yeah, flu cast. Flu cast it is. Flu cast it is. Wisdom gone. So the things that like I remember are really funny because I, I remember them like 
yanking the tooth. Okay. But no pain. Like really? I, I felt like my head kind of moving, and I thought it was super, super funny. Uh, I remember them talking about, like, they were saying stuff like typical stuff that people say to me all the time, which is, you're doing really good, yeah. Derek, and you're you're really our best uh, our best um, person that we've ever pulled a tooth out of. Yep. May have been just to keep me calm, mm. but I mean, as I see it, I'm ranked, I'm number one. I'm the number one power ranking. You were the MVP of having yeah. your teeth pulled. It's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. it's something, yeah, I'll take it to my grave. Uh, um, can we read that on your headstone too? Yeah. MVP of tooth pulling. Which actually, fun fact, so I was texting my coworkers, right. and I was like, remember me as I am in case I died. I did go under the knife. Um, it was just for wisdom teeth, but yay, a surgery is a surgery. Mm. Um, I don't know why tombstones don't have like videos on them yet. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you gotta make it solar powdered. Is powdered? Powdered, <laughs> dude. I'm. This is a. This is flu cast. It's okay. You don't gotta make them crazy. All right. But a solar powered tombstone mm-hmm. that has a real that your family put in of your life. Now, obviously, it can get hacked, and there can just be like penises on it. Right. Um, no way anyone's ever told you this, but you're doing really good at something. Thank you, Dennis. I do Aww. good at three things in life, and I just found the third one today, which is getting my teeth pulled. Yeah. Oh, amazing. You should have other stuff pulled and see what happens. <sighs> I don't know what else can get pulled and come off. Hmm. You ain't pulling my hair. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anyways, let's get back. So I think that when you die, you should be able to, on your gravestone, have like a, a highlight reel of your best moments. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be I, fun, I think actually. it's better than just a rock, right? No, but here's the thing, though. If you're doing a highlight reel of uh, your life achievements, who's been recording you then? God. Hmm. Wouldn't be a bad idea, actually. I would love no, to. No, I don't know. Obviously, it'd have to be highlight achievements that you have footage of mm. and you upload it in. But anyway, so you get the – so the the third thing that I remember while I'm under, like, is that they're talking about the one dude's kid. Okay. And the one time they had to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, calm, you're okay, calm down, was the dude was like, I don't know, my kid's, like, obsessed with Fortnite. And I go, Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite. Fortnite. And they're like, oh, do you play? I'm like, Fortnite. They're like, oh, yeah, man, you're doing really good. Yeah, Fortnite. And someone's like, change the topic because he's getting aggressive. That's funny. Um, but no, we got out of there. Um, I'm not surprised because Fortnite usually does kind of bring your aggressive side out. I'll post some of the – Kaylee did take a few videos. Actually, I stand by this video. I told her um, that I had lost weight. I'm a skinny bitch mm. because I had four less teeth. That's a true statement. You yeah. lost maybe what, like? I said, now as I was a skinny bitch, mm-hmm. I have four less teeth. You, just, you lost and what? It's, a, it's actually a funny video. You'd wa- you lost <laughs> well, what, like an eighth of a pound? My my math isn't correct because I said teeth teeth weigh like a pound. Something like that, yeah. Probably not. There's no science behind that statement. I would assume teeth do not weigh a pound, but we'll see what happens. To be fair, we only see part of the teeth because the actual like rest of it's like dug in. Like icebergs. Yeah, exactly. This is Titanic territory. Here's a question. Did you get to keep the teeth? No, someone else asked me that. Is that a thing? Well, yeah. I remember when I got my teeth pulled when that, I was little. Yeah. Um, run it back. You said you never had a tooth pulled or anything. No, you said run it I back. never had to go under. Run it back. Somebody, no, somebody no, 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 no. You asked me if I ever had to go it under. It shows. Okay, you know, Kevin, a lot of... You, you asked know, me if I never had my wisdom teeth pulled. Cast. You asked me if I never had to go under anesthesia. And then you asked me if I ever kissed a girl. Those are your All three. three no's. Oh, wow. Ah, sorry. I'm on drugs. Uh-huh. I'm on all the drugs. Yeah, that's okay. I fix things. No, seriously, like, I kind of... It's kind of bullcrap that you weren't allowed to keep them. I would have totally wanted to keep them as souvenirs. Maybe I have them know. displayed somewhere. Do you keep the wisdom? I would hope so. Doubtful. Well, All if right. they're not in your body, they're still present around you. 
let's get off this topic. It was a good uh, topic. It was fun. No, yeah. I, I still stand by. Wow, we, it's going to be a Greg show today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I still stand by. You can feel the struggle right now. It's just, it, I feel like a mummy <laughs> and I have my mouth open. Like, I'm not wired shut or anything, guy. It's just, just literally, there's some stitches in yep. there. And I'm not in pain. Mm mm. He feels like a mummy wrapped up in some great thoughts from the bench merchandise that you can find at ourpointapparel.com. I do want to show you guys the Dobbs to Hobbs t-shirt. Dobbs to Hodges t-shirt has come in. Mm-hmm. Wearing it very proudly. I've worn this shirt six times since I got it four days ago. Yeah. Meaning I changed out of it to put it back on. I'm actually surprised if you could have cut off the sleeves and then worn into surgery. You totally should have. I would have, but then I would have had to buy another shirt. Um, oh, we yeah. do have hats. So not this hat. This is a one-of-a-kind hat that was a gift. But we do have the Thoughts on the Bench hats in the store now. We got them to the Cornhole team. Um, they are actually amazing. I'll be buying one here soon. It's basically, so this is just, this is from a Lids, a customizable one of a kind. Nobody else in the world has this hat nope. because I'm, you know, they're them. You are one but of a kind. imagine true. it's the logo, the actual print logo of Thoughts on the Bench, a little bit smaller, but still the same snapback hat, super easy, super conveniently uh, placed on the hat. And it's all stitched from our point apparel. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um I okay. I want to start off with baseball to give Ooh, myself well okay. to give myself a break kind of. So I'm going to ask you some questions. All right, go ahead. And you you can give some answers, you can talk about uh, try and give answers. Because there's one question you don't have an answer to and I already know that. Can I can I am I not allowed to use cuz it's tradition as an answer? No, this one is the opposite of tradition. Okay. Um Denny did say I want to get that solely because my initials work perfectly for that shirt. I'll be buying one tomorrow. There you go, Denny. There you go. Denny to Hughes. For the brand, people. For the brand. For Well, we can't. That's something. Well. That's a thing already. This we is can't. our brand, though. It is, but you can't just you can't take Pat's hashtags. I'm not taking his hashtag. Did I hashtag it? Okay. You know what you did. I didn't hashtag it. So. Yeah, but you know what you did, and you're the worst for it. Didn't hashtag so, it. So, sorry, Greg's drunk. Yeah. So, um, there's no. I don't think you're going to be able to give me an answer for this. Tra- is tradition? I don't think this is tradition. Okay. But we're going to backlog it. All right. First question. Okay. Who'd we trade? We traded Jordan Luplo and Max Moroff. Okay. Are they pirates or are they power or are they? They were pirates at one point this year. Yes. Okay. Were they good? Uh, decent. Okay. Um, who'd we get? We got Eric Gonzalez, who's a utility middle infielder, and we got two uh, minor league pitchers. He's good. Eric Gonzalez, yes. I think. 20, okay. 27. Two, why, are they, why are they cool with training them away? Why are they cool with training them? Because they, they've they seen what they have in them, and they probably think to themselves, okay, we'd rather have someone who's had a consistent run in the majors to be in the infield and move him around because he can play four different positions. Okay. but Okay. So I guess what I'm asking is we have two guys that – we traded away for three guys, right? Yep. Instant win right there. We have more than they have. <laughs> sure. Let's no, that's back. a win. That's a win. If you trade away less guys and you get more back, nine times out of ten, that's a win. Um, All right. That's a good logic right there. Um, so we got like an actual player. Yeah, we got an actual player. They got, this year. they got two guys that have played for us. Yes. That are okay. They're okay. And then we got two other guys that are okay. Yeah, we got two guys who are going to be in, like, the lower, lower level. Chef says traded average for average. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Well, essentially, we have 40-man roster. You got two guys that they probably didn't feel like keeping, so they decided to turn them around for a major league talent that could help us in the long run. Why? Uh, why for the Indians, though, I guess is my bigger question. Why to the Indians? Well, no, why did they—why are the Indians trading— it, 
it seems like it seems fishy. Okay. They're giving us a really good player and some mediocre guys for our two mm-hmm. above averagely mediocre guys. Probably because they have some really good infield options already, so they kind of just thought, okay, let's trade him somewhere where he's going to get more playing time. And also, I would not be surprised if he's up for arbitration soon. So this is a doing him a solid, and we don't want to pay him in the long run. Right. Uh, Luplo is A, if that. Is he Canadian? Uh, no, he's not. Or Okay, so A means average. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Yep. Who's Luplo? Uh, Jordan Luplo, he was a fourth-round pick in 2014. He was a right fielder and actually showed some good power this year, but decided that they didn't want to keep him. But they freed up a 40-man spot from it. Big they moves did. ahead is what Dennis said. They did. Good call, Dennis. Proud of you for that. Okay. Um, all right, so let's get out that. All right. Let me know in the comments section, Keaton, Dennis, Chef, if that was a good trade on your end. We'll come back to it. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying my ass off here, guys. He I want to like baseball. It's just there's so many guys and so many games and so many blah. <laughs> okay, so let's get off that. Well, I have, well, go ahead. I mean, the hot stuff for baseball starts in maybe three weeks. So you got the winter meetings coming up. That's yeah, when, that's is when Dave the, going down to those, by the way? Yeah, our buddy Dave is going down there because it's Can not only— text him and tell him to join the show? I want to ask him a question. All right. So let's keep going about the it, thing sorry. about the winter meetings is that it's not only a a job fair— which is where a lot of people usually go to, but it's also where literally every single team is represented and also agents for teams are represented. So essentially that's where all the free agent deals happen. So literally five days after the World Series, free agency officially started. Ah. It's free agency right now. But most teams don't start Didn't signing. Yeah, most teams don't start signing free agents until the winter meetings because that's when you have just a collective group of them down there. They can negotiate with other Who's teams. Who's the biggest name free agent aside from Bryce? Well, is, yeah, aside from Bryce. Manny Machado. Oh, that POS? Mm-hmm. That dude sucks. Yeah, that POS. Um, he Keen said, I like the trade because it was pointless for us to keep. It was pointless, essentially. The only thing that kind of sucks is that they probably need another right fielder because Polanco's out for two months. Jason Bay. Jason no. Bay. Yeah, that's <laughs> him. Jason Bay. Bring him back. That'd be pretty funny, actually. Run him back. Um, yeah, text Big Dave. Tell him to jump in because I, I want to ask him questions about his time down there obviously there's gonna be comments we'll read back and forth um okay second question i have about baseball okay are there gonna be any changes to the rules that you see into this next season because baseball is boring in terms of the game no okay yep that's the i figured do they do var anything no they don't do var the the thing the biggest like achievement for them was honestly the whole instant replay stuff and even that is annoying me why is that? Because it, it, you literally have to stop the game when it's already long to begin with. Oh, yeah. And you are allowed to challenge a Oh, my God. Play. There's football tonight. There is football tonight. Good job, guys. We did it. Mm-hmm. Made it the whole week. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So there's that. And it's just it extends the game too long and stuff. And you want to complain about how the game's boring and stuff. Try watching a game, game when you're boring. in boring. Yeah. Try watching it when you're in the middle of waiting for a replay to occur. At least that's anticipation. It's better than the five-minute walk-up. Um, okay, last question I have about baseball. Uh, Pat says, Intel is working on badass VR stuff for the MLB. Pat, Props. please enlighten us on that. Because that, okay, that actually is intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, we can talk about, and I have a transition note here later in the show. We're going to talk about how the Premier League finally has VAR. Oh, yeah. Um, you know why? It was because Southampton got robbed this weekend. Which well, it's because they need to do it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm assuming every one of those love hearts came from Lily. So thank you, Lily. I was 13 and my mom's not here yet. So appreciate that. Mm. Um, so let's talk about the one thing that I don't 
think pat if yeah if you could give me any information on that in the comments that'd be huge because i i would love to talk about that actually uh, intel's an awesome company um here's something that's not tradition that you can't explain to me okay go ahead why are the marlins no longer orange uh because they wanted to apparently align themselves with the colors of the city from what i was told what other heat what other the heat the dolphins the one of the the idea was like the either the neon stuff or they were going to go back to their original colors which was like a which was kind of okay but do you see how none of their teams match but they're all claiming they're from the city or something yeah so wait uh, lmao lily that's that's, i'm on so wait a sec is this turning into a discussion about why all teams don't have matching colors in their city not at all this is turning into a discussion why Derek Jeter would ruin a team and then change the colors from something that was a cool color that arguably matched up pretty well with the Dolphins and all the Heat need to do was get mm. on board. That's like, true. Like I, I mean, realistically, and that's what we're going to talk about later too. We're the only city that does this, guys. If you can think of another city, please go ahead and comment because I have a couple that line up, but none of them really line up this well. Yeah, unless but, you want unless you want to group Green Bay into that, but that's Green Bay only has one team. Exactly. Such cheating. Yeah. <laughs> That's like saying, um, never mind. <laughs> I can't, man. Um, it's all so, right, man. <clears throat> let's, so, let's, I, like, I don't get why they would change everything now after they sold away Jung. They, why? I don't, the whole thing there is weird. Okay. Jeter shouldn't have a team. He didn't have enough money for a team. He signed up, the guy that didn't have enough, enough money, they just didn't want him to have a team. He didn't talk to Carlos Stanton. He just got rid of him. He got rid of um, the dude that looks like Pete Davidson, right? Christian Yelich. Yeah, and he did well. Like I don't. They actually had a really good team, and I don't. By the way, quick thing about Christian Yelich. They're they're revealing the MVPs tonight, and Yelich is probably gonna win the NL MVP. And stay calm. I'll take care of it. I think Greg knocked it over. I did not. Wasn't my foot. Um, okay, so Yelich is gonna win one of the four thousand MVPs they hand out in baseball. How, well, I, there's there needs to just be one. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. I hate the sport. Okay, if it, we're off it until either Big Dave joins or Pat can give me intel information because it's just stupid. Yeah. Transition over to soccer. Premier League is getting VAR now. Greg, talk about the Southampton situation that obviously is calling for it. Yeah, this was total bullcrap, by the way. So, uh, Charlie Austin. Uh, scored a game-winning goal this past weekend, and the refs absolutely blew it. After the game, Charlie Austin went off on his post-game interview and essentially just lambasted the refs and said VAR is needed. How blatant was it? It was pretty blatant, yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. First off, we got robbed of two crucial points to stay us out of relegation, so I'm pretty mad about that. And second, is is this long overdue? Oh, absolutely. There's no reason that if something happens in the World Cup um, that it shouldn't happen in most... uh, Let me rephrase. Something that's happening in the World Cup that is positive for the sport that has been used on the world stage, the greatest tournament for soccer, if it's not being used in the biggest leagues, then it's just fault of those leagues. Mm -hmm. it, it, It literally, in soccer especially, does no more adding of time for goal VAR. Because it is a watch on the official's wrist that when the ball goes across the entire goal line, it glows up. Right. Literally zero seconds are added to the game. Arguably, the game is quicker because boom, goal. No more play on. But it's just that's it's a goal. Let's restart. Um, the one thing that you could see it become tricky with. Uh, hello, Big Dave. We have questions for you, my good friend. Well, he does. I'm I'm good. In ten minutes. All right. God damn. Let me Pat. get on this. Let me get on this real quick. So, and we'll come back to VAR. I do want to touch base because this is super cool stuff. But basically, it adds on zero seconds to a soccer game to basically say it's a goal or not. Mm-hmm. That is the first step. If they want to do it for offsides, if they want to do it for fouls, if they want to do it for anything else, 
just start with goals. There's zero downside right. to this. It's kind of like in hockey where essentially the red light immediately goes off as soon as it's a goal. It's the exact Absolutely. it's the exact same logic. I, I really kind of don't understand why most leagues don't do this. Or even is it is it just Premier League is kind of resting on their high horse about yep. how yeah, we're the we're the most popular league in the world. Bunch we don't of need douches. that. Yeah. All right, so let's let's trail back. I Rob me of two points, by the way. Denny, we're going to hold your comment for soccer because I just want to touch base on Pat's thing real quick. Pat brought up earlier in the show, if no one's paying attention or listening or just joined us, that Intel is starting to do VAR stuff for baseball. Pat says they're broadcasting companies. They've had broadcasting companies build prototype VR TV trucks the past few years. They've done a lot for the NBA and a little MLB, I believe. Still very underground in the making right now. I could do a presentation off her work and it seems really cool. We'll make big money in the future. If a company was going to transition to Major League Baseball to VAR, it'd probably be Intel. Right, absolutely. They have that Watson, dude. Yeah, MLB also has like its own digital media like arm, so essentially they can like handle F, that. F, Mary Kill, Watson, Siri, and Alexa. Hmm... Watson, I'd kill. He's like the smartest of all three, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but you're looking at it from a feminine versus male perspective, though. Wow. I'm sorry. I have to. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. Five minutes in the box. Sorry. Actually, not five minutes. Two seconds in the box. Go all touch right. the wall. Obviously, Watson's the best out of them. And I have to just go with uh, have to go with my girl Siri right now. Bye-bye, Alexa. So I'm marrying Watson. That, that he. No way. I'm, I would marry Alexa and obviously F uh, Siri because first off, I have a Google phone. So Dave says, Derek, speak clearly. You sound like you are on drugs. Dave, I just oh. want the only reason I want you here right now because we can we can talk. We can do a call in on a podcast. We can talk more. Yelich wins NL MVP. Breaking news. Heard it here first. He texted me. I didn't deserved get an it. He was like, hey, man, stop talking. I'm calling me Pete Davidson on your show. <laughs> no, Pete Davidson looking. Uh, Dave, tell me the winter meetings. Have you ever seen a deal go done, deal get done, deal go down, deal go down, get done at the winter meetings? And two, you are going to take videos and be down there for us, so I'll send you a shirt. That's all. Denny, go back to soccer. Much needed. So many instances they need a second look in the past, most definitely a change for the better. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where there's not a negative to just having the goal-scoring experience be VAR watch. And like, it, there's no negative to that no. at all, in my opinion. The only the only thing you're taking away from soccer there is the fact that it is a uh, human error, like it, yeah, but isn't refereeing's that, human error? But isn't that a thing in every sport though? I feel Absolutely. like yeah. So like the more emphasis, Seahawks, you, Packers. Yeah. So the, those were replacement refs, but what else? Oh, it's human error. That is very I mean, true. That's that's my point. Not not VAR versus anything. Mm. It's human error fun fact the night before the night after that happened was my 21st birthday i remember watching it before i went to the bar i remember watching it at a bar and i'm younger than you really scrub whatever scrub shack mm. oh no okay so let's talk a little more soccer denny if there's anything we missed let us know um usa played england today in one of the absolute worst exp- oh okay let me stop that rant dave said depends on what kind of deal lol Oh, God. Never seen in person where the player was signed, but I saw a room where they have executive make deal. All right, Dave, this year I need you to get in that room. Yeah. For every room you get into and get kicked out of, I'll send you uh, thoughts on the bench things. Dude, he's not going to get a job now because of you. <laughs> it's all right, Dave. I mean, I'll hire you once we become rich and famous, and I... I'll probably not hire you. Don't do that. Um, we'll still send you stuff. <laughs> um, Dave, the other question was... How much content are you going to gather for us to post and do live feeds and stuff for Thoughts of the Bunch while you're down there? Well, you know what's great? Do you know where the winter meetings are this year? Arizona. Las Vegas. Wow, we should go. <laughs> I don't even like... When are they? 
uh, December 9th to the 13th. Can't go. I'm busy that day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are you going this year, Dave? I guess is the question. Uh, Denny says offsides most notably need to be on VAR. Yeah. Although I don't hate that. Um, and Sean Smith says, Yelich just won NL MVP. Yeah, thank you, Sean. I, I like I like Yelich a lot. I don't know anything about baseball, guys. We are not trying to hide anything. I am very adamant about the fact that baseball is not my sport. He is. But I like Yelich. I love Christian Yelich. Deserves that MVP, too. I don't know. Anybody that gets traded away from Miami can win whatever they want to win. <laughs> uh, so I'll give you the content in my jail cell from each night. Thank you, Dave. That's all we asked for. Denny cool. says, offsides, VAR, Premier League, negatives, Greg. Are there any? Uh... Honestly, the only thing that I can think of is that offsides really does add a lot to the game because you've you cannot tell me numerous times you're watching a soccer game, you see a goal scored, and immediately you just see an offsides flag get waved. Yeah, and obviously when they show replays, you get all pissed off and stuff, and realize that's not offsides, or you're just like, damn it, I Human didn't error, expect man. that. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing that kind of bugs me about it is that if you put machines more into it, does it really kind of still keep the drama that we expect? No, but what it does is, at the end of the game, there's nobody to blame because it was correct. You know what I mean? At the end of the game, there's no one to blame because a computer made the call and the computer was correct. Mm -hmm. So you can't say, we would have won that game because of this, that, this, that. I'm going to go eat dinner now. Okay, Dave, have fun eating lasagna. Bye, Dave. That's just something I'm assuming he's having. (laughs) Um, So obviously, when you look at soccer in the grand scheme of things, it is very exciting to see, is it offsides, is it this, is it that? But what it needs to happen is that it just needs to be correct. Denny says... Only if it results in a direct scoring chance should it be included in that. Mm. That's the other thing, Denny, is, is you obviously, as well as I know, that um, offsides comes when there is a something that alters the play that is offsides or something like that. So like if a guy's just standing offsides and I rip a ball, it's technically not. But then it obviously comes down to the simple fact that they might look at it, and offsides might be called way more because people are saying, well, look, that guy's offsides, even though he's not in the play. The goalkeeper, the defenders, everyone's still aware of his presence. That's that's the only worry I see in all of this. Okay. And then I'm also looking at hockey as the example of this, too. The only time I've seen them do video review is literally because when you're trying to determine if the puck crossed the line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You okay, by the way? You looked, yeah, I'm you, dandy. You looked, uh, you looked like you were struggling a bit right no, there. No, I was trying to think. Thinking's hard. Thinking's hard right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, because you have to use all the blood going into your head, but then the blood's, like, right there, too. Yeah. So all it's right. like, so let's, ah! Let's talk a little bit more about soccer. USA, England today. Um, <sighs> offsides is lame, yes, Chef? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so USA lost 3 nothing to England today. I didn't get to watch the game because I was in and out of sleeping all day. Mm. Paul Carr, our English... Uh, English correspondent? I don't know. Is he? He might be the official Englishman of the show, but it might be Josh Williams too. Yeah, they are the official Englishman of the show. I was going to say, uh, yeah, Englishmen are probably the better term because English correspondent doesn't make sense. It seems like we would be not talking in English. What do you mean? Well, what, what if, you, was if, that? You, if you say English correspondent, that's someone who is the person who talks in English for you. Aren't we the people talking in English? I know that's what I meant. So, like, it was probably a bad idea to say English correspondent. Okay. That's what I was saying. Okay. Okay. Okay, Greg. Well, England won three nothing, and apparently, according to Paul, was one of the most abysmal um, things that have ever happened to USA soccer. Uh, Polishik has a chance to be great, but the team touched the ball twelve times in the first half, is what Paul said. Wow, that's Croatia and Spain better game. Danny, how did that end? I didn't get to see anything today. Hence, in and out of sleep all day. Mm. Hence, why we're just kind of rambling a little bit in this show. All yeah. right. So the other thing I want to talk about though is Claudio um, signed Fulham. Fulham got a new manager. Really? Yeah, Claudio Reyna. No way. Leicester City's uh, Leicester City's god. Leicester City's god. Um, who? I think it's Fulham. Oh man, Fulham's desperate then. 
Well, they're just trying not to get. Yeah. Well, that's that's how everyone does. Ranieri, like, not Ranieri. You do halfway through the season. This is when the managerial switches happen because people are afraid they're going to get relegated. Well, I just can't believe that Claudia was fired from Leicester after the run, but at the same time, it's a it's a win now type of mentality with it, almost everything. But Fulham, Fulham hires a guy that everyone knows his name. He's going to sell tickets, and everyone is going to say, even if Fulham wins or not, they're going to say. They could be the next luster. Here's the great. Here's something I'm curious about: Is the Premier League probably the only league, not just soccer, but any sports league in the world, that is so quick and drastic when it comes to managerial switches? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I yeah. mean, I don't know the inner workings of the bottom tier of the Spanish league. I would assume that's pretty cutthroat. Mm-hmm. But for bigger names being moved around a lot, I mean, you have a guy in um, Newcastle's manager. Oh, uh, Benitez. Yeah, no. yeah, Benitez. I okay. remember him. Yeah, he used I to be him. at Real Madrid. Like that's massive. But I love that guy too. Even when, even when uh, I like knew Newca- Newcastle was going to get relegated, he he brought energy to that squad, and I, I like him actually. He's okay. Mm. He's okay, Danny. If you want to talk about the Croatia Spain game a little bit, I did not watch that. I do not want to speak. Three two Croatia. Wonderful. Uh, you are a Croatia guy. Yes, um, Luka Modric is the, one of the best players on the planet, most underappreciated players on the planet. I'm glad. Mandzukic, of course, too. Yep, they have a whole freaking roster of thugs. Okay, guys, we did start a new segment, basically. It's not really much of a segment yet. It is, however, um, us. Like, I, I have a cousin who, obviously, Keaton, uh, who comments on almost every show, is brothers with this individual. Austin texted me a while ago saying, hey, I do, I do rankings each week. NFL rankings. Oh, when will we use men's soccer? When will USA men's soccer get good? All right, let's touch um, on that first. Hold it, Martin. USA. All right. USA soccer was arguably the best it has ever been under Jorgen Klingsman. That is yep. because he found the loophole of being able to use German-born um, kids that had USA dual citizenship due to army things like that, and bring them onto our team because they weren't quite good enough to make the German national team. Julian Green. He was poop. Whoa, I, I, whoa, whoa, no. whoa, whoa, He got picked over Landon Donovan in a World Cup where we actually needed talent to be at the World Cup. And the only reason we brought Julian Green to that World Cup is so that Germany could never have him, and he's not even in the squad anymore. Okay, fair enough. So, I I mean, hindsight is obviously twenty twenty, but John Brooks. Yeah, no, the, Jermaine Jones, John Brooks. Um, Fabian Johnson is one of the greatest. Alan mm-hmm. Johansson, who's obviously not German. He is um, Norwegian, I believe, or Dutch. No, uh, Iceland. Iceland, thank you, thank yeah, yeah. you. Who I bet you he regrets that decision. Oh, Aaron Johansson um, totally de- totally regrets that. But what I'm getting at is basically USA has a lot of competing sports when it comes to the understanding that everybody can play some athletic endeavor. The other countries in the world have things such as cricket, which is huge everywhere else. Yep. Rugby, which is huge everywhere else. Right. They have um, uh, Formula F1 racing, which, yeah, we think NASCAR here is kind of a secondhand sport, not really a major sport. Right. Formula F1 racing is top three sports in the world. Yep. There are so many sports in other countries that um, pull away in different mentalities. USA sports are very driven on athletic ability, not that those sports aren't. Mm. But you look at things like football, basketball, baseball, soccer, hockey. hockey. You look at all those. It's not really too much about – there's unique skill in every sport, so don't get me wrong. But there were so many guys that grew up playing all the sports and picked one. Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, just to name the two that are most prominent right now, had full-ride scholarships for baseball and football. You see so many guys that had drafted. Russell Wilson was drafted. Tim Tebow's playing. There's so many guys that could have done both easily. Matt Stafford and uh, Clayton Kershaw both could have played the other sport. They could have. They went to high school. They played the sport together. Mm -hmm. The point is that the competing sports in America, the problem I have with it, is that they are so athletically similar. Speed, power, things like that. Obviously, in rugby, you need those. Well aware of that. 
cricket, kind of the same as baseball. It's a little bit of a different tendency. But we funnel everybody into these sports. So then it breaks down into what the market needs. Obviously, every other country on the planet, if you're an athletically gifted individual, you play soccer. Right. That's just kind of how it is. Even if you aren't athletically gifted, you play soccer. Everyone does. Here, though, USA has pushed so hard on the sports that we are the greatest at, like basketball, like football. eh, Hockey, we have probably the best league ever, but we're not the best country at. No, absolutely not. Um, But I think it's just such a difference in the way that USA makes sports look cool through marketing and sales in the athletes themselves, that playing in the MLS is not really a thought after thing i mean ac milan said they're coming out and they're buying zlatan they said they are determined to get zlatan back at ac milan yeah he has been the biggest ticket seller we've had since beckham originally came into the league absolutely there's there's no denying that too i mean obviously we've had some bigger names but i really i think that in 2022 is the next world cup uh yes 2022 this summer 2022 i think we'll make it i think we'll have a good team christian Pulisic will be much older than um been waiting since 1992 <sighs> well kevin i was born then you old douche mm. um no arguably i think 2022 is gonna be a good year for us 2022 is the year that vickers um would finally um, jordan morris will be healthy hopefully yep. who is arguably one of the greatest college players we've seen in a long time he's still recovering ridden. still recovering from acl yeah but i think that's the year that we have enough homegrown talent and still talented german-born players to take to the next step Mm -hmm. 2022 will be the year the usa soccer is actually somewhat favored in a group stage yeah and uh as long as we don't get drawn against ghana that is yeah so you guys i mean hear me out on that i think obviously we're gonna have a good 2020 um with the copa cup and all that but 2022 i'm putting my mark on it will be a year that usa soccer can actually be proud of right due to christian polishik the names that we have homegrown, and the ability to make soccer a mainstream popular sport. Mm -hmm. And also what really kind of hurts them too is the fact that all of these leagues that you see in America, whether it be Major League Baseball or NHL or NFL and stuff, they're trying so hard to press the idea of homegrown athletics and trying to get kids started at a younger age. Like you see the NFL with Play 60. Uh, MLB just announced that they're starting a prospect development league that is going to get the top 80 high school players to come to a league at the end of the year it's tough because you have so many leagues that people can get money in that therefore you're going to be drawn to different aspects ben says what's the most uh uh, the the part of the team we need to perform the most um greg give me your opinion as well but mine is striker we really only carry two strikers right now dom dwyer's not getting another chance with the top tier i wish matt christopher was here who's normally here on the show to talk about it because he's a very homegrown soccer fan but the only real striker we have right now because we're not bringing josie altador to games is bobby wood and bobby wood is a tremendous striker right and that's not offensive threat offensive threat we're doing quite good actually when it comes down to everything but striker itself the actual goal poaching what dempsey was able to do when they moved him from center mid up is is a huge point mike says if we pay to play u.s development way better than other sports stops us from recruiting the athletes and players who can't afford a club soccer is an expensive sport it is not in the gear but in the needing to play Mm -hmm. greg what part of the usa national team do you see that needs improvement and if it's nothing, that's fine. If it's everything, that's fine. Just what's your opinion for, on that? For me, I think it's goaltending. Really? Yeah, because the main reason that I'm looking at it is that when, when we were in the World Cup, Tim Howard was looked at as this guy who was uh, above all and beyond. I remember the thing where they said that they wanted him to be the Secretary of Defense. Oh, one year. Yeah, but looking at this, though, I'm Tim Howard, when he was in the World Cup, I believe he was 30... He was definitely in his late 30s and stuff. And if looking at it since, though, I mean, who would you classify as the guy next in line? Brad Guzon? No. Not really. A, Nick, Nick, Nick Ronaldo? No. 
Jesse Gonzalez, maybe uh, that could be one guy, but I, I really think that I think the most stable thing you could have on any team or any country whatsoever is having a stable netminder right there because that's someone that you can rely on to be the guy to pick up any goals that your defense could potentially break down on. I mean, defense is probably the next best thing too because of just the of all the stuff that we've seen. But I mean, we got Matt Maziaga come Matt M- Miazga. Miazga, yeah. Um, I'm looking at the roster now, just gonna try to find the goalkeeper's name. They have Ethan. Horvath, who plays in Belgium, and then uh, Jonathan Klinsman, who plays for Berlin and Germany. Oh, Klinsman that, that's, is a very, Jürg- yeah. that's Jürgen's kid, yeah. yeah. I heard about him. He is very talented, very good. The other defender that I was looking for, oh, Aaron Long, playing for uh, New York Red Bull, uh-huh. uh, is a name that I like a lot, the name that I think will come up a lot, and a name that I think we'll see. I also like uh, McKenzie, too, because I believe he's, yep. in, uh, he's in Bundesliga right now. And Timothy Way. Uh, is a name Ooh, that yeah, I did forget as I just saw, which is a midfielder, but he will easily help out in that striker conversation. It's just mm. the thing with that. Alexi Laws needs to make a comeback. Oh, God. Only if he has the hair on, Ben. Only if he has the hair. No, I do want to touch base on Mike's, though. Mike, it's a good point to think about, like, you play high school football. I don't – I had never played high school football. I'm assuming you don't have to pay. You play high school soccer, blah, 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 that's fine. Um, you know, I didn't have to pay there except for booster stuff. But to get good at soccer in the world, you need to go out and seek club – and it's not like, yeah, to get really good at football, you need to go outside of your high school. But those training, those courses, those camps are not signing up for another team. That's why high school football is so much more sought after than high school soccer, because high school soccer kids are playing the Olympic Development Program. Um, the Riverhounds obviously have their you are a cup club they have, team. They have a whole academy, essentially, it's, too. It, to get to the academy of an MLS team is pretty much the easiest route to get to an MLS team in the draft. You can go to college. You can be anybody that is is the best player. Josh Turnley at Georgetown, perfect example, right, right out of uh, Pittsburgh himself. You can be the best player in college. Go and get drafted. Mm-hmm. But when you are the best player in your high school at football, and you get a D one offer, and then you're the best player your college, you go to the draft. It is much easier to. I don't want to wear this wrong because it's not easier to play in the NFL than the MLS. No, it's, no, it's, God, it's an no. easier route for individuals with lack of money to make it to the. Um, the line to get to college football than it is to the, get to the line to get to the colleges that matter for National League soccer. Right. The other thing, Khalil Mack, he came out of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. V- very unlikely are you going to get smaller name school soccer players the prominence they need because the bigger programs have the best coaching and the best facilities and things like that. Right. If you're at a bigger name club, or, or excuse me, if you're at a bigger name college, I think it means more in the soccer world than it does in the football or basketball world. Right, and then you also have to think about it too. From the football perspective, you have more eyes that are able to be yep. on you because of just how TV agreements are. Yep. If you have more eyes point. on you, you're going to have more people that are going to look at you and be like, oh, I need to check this guy out and stuff. But with soccer, it's completely different. Soccer yep. is one of those things where I think the only time I've watched a college soccer game was the College Cup, and that was maybe... You couple- came to Point Park games. I did. Pioneers. All right, so let's break away from soccer a little bit, guys. Sorry, I know this is a conversation that um, a bunch of people in the chat would enjoy more, but we are, have 20 minutes left in the show, so this I want to touch one, base. This is one of our longer soccer chats, too. I'm kind of happy about that. Things happened. Um, Things so, happen. obviously, Austin Moorhead is going to start giving us his weekly NFL rankings. I told him he can do this on one condition. Austin Moorhead will also start giving us rankings about irrelevant, fun things on the planet. Yes, because we need to have more stuff to talk about than just the I'm very power excited. Yeah, I, it's, I it's power too. rankings of everything. Yep. Very excited. Are you even telling him what you want power rankings I of? gave him, like, three examples. Okay. 
Um, the most dominant one, which I put on Facebook today, was Pop Tart flavors. So start there. Oh, um, I need rankings of just everything, and, and we're gonna. I don't know. Uh, his high school nickname was Gimme because his last name is Moorhead, which I find silly and fun. But I love the kid to death, so we'll see what happens. I'm gonna throw this out here right now, just because Wildberry. What? Okay, Wildberry. Is that the one with the blue glaze and the? Yes. Bur- yep, that's the best one. Yes, that's that is easily, easily the best one. one. Easily number one. Easily bring a man in. Greg is a guy. Greg is a man, Mike. So to bring a man in for soccer next time is pretty misogynistic. Yeah, what the hell? Greg is a man. Not cool. Uh, Austin, there it is. Very excited to do this for you guys. Thank you, Austin. I'm very excited to see the rankings you come up with, not only for football, because, guys, if you go to thoughtsfromthebench.com, T-H-O-U-D-H-T-S, thebench.com, you can see Austin gives examples of why the teams are in the certain situations. Austin, I do want to spend about 10 minutes going over this list because there's a couple names that Greg was like, really? Yeah, I had some um, issues, Austin, just kind of throwing but that But Austin there. gives us the teams where they're at right now. And on the uh, blog, thoughtsonthebench.com, he obviously gives their ranking, gives a little ins and outs of why the teams are there. So we're not going to go too much into why the teams are there except for Greg's opinions on these because I've read the list. I saw the list. Um, again, this is from Austin Moorhead. He is writing with us his list right now. I'm going to read through 32. Sorry, guys, just how it goes. 32, Raiders. They were 32 last week. Jets at 31. They moved down four spots. 49ers at 30 moved down one. Cardinals 29 moved down one. Bills at 28 moved up three. Wow. Don't sleep on cinnamon sugar. Simmons, no sleeping in a berry world, man, but I do like some cinnamon sugar. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's okay. That's okay. Bills 28. Bucks 27. Giants 26. Jaguars 25. Lions 24. Ooh, Dolphins 23, Bengals 22, Eagles 21, Broncos 20, Falcons 19, Browns 18. Whew, the Browns have moved up eight spots. The Falcons dropped down seven. That's crazy. Massive movement, which is another thing, Austin, I love, so keep that going. Opinions are opinions. Very interested to hear your takes, Greg. Good. Uh, we got Colts 17, Cowboys 16, Seahawks 15, Redskins 14, Titans 13, Ravens 12, Packers 11, Texans 10. Bears, Vikings... Steelers, Rams, Chargers, Saints, Panthers. Who's next, Greg? Who who do you think's number eight in there? Number eight. Actually, let's go with this. Who's the number one team on his list? Mm, I'm gonna say the Chiefs. Wrong. Really? Rams? Wrong. Really? And I agree. Who is it? Saints. Ooh, Saints. Chiefs. Okay. Rams. Chargers. Steelers. Patriots. Panthers. Vikings. So you, the first thing that you said, Greg, was you like I was reading down the names and I got to twenty seven and you said, "Do you remember what you said?" The Giants. Greg said, "Wow, he has the Giants that low." And I said, "I didn't even say the Giants yet." And I no, no, what Greg no, was no, saying. not that low. I meant he has the Giants that high. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ooh. So the Giants at twenty six right now. They move four spots up. They are ahead of the Bucks, Bills, Cardinals, 49ers, Jets, Raiders. The only problem I had with it was I thought the Cardinals should be ahead of the Bills, but the Bills played well last week, and we're not going to split hairs on a one-spot ranking. Yeah. Greg, where would you put the Giants on a standard list, though? I would put them at 31. Really? Yep. The I'd... Giants are be- – okay, so you would have – who's your 32, Raiders? Yes, Raiders are absolutely So 32. the Jets are better than the Giants? Yes. They at least have some sort of direction going on. The Giants have nothing. They have no offensive line. They have yeah, an aging quarterback. Yeah, but the game the Jets played last week against the Bills was arguably the worst game in football history. Mm. Yeah, okay, that's true. It's a week-by-week week ranking. It is week-by-week. Week. All right, that's fair. But that's the Jets have a better record, though, than the Giants. Don't hate that. Yeah. Um, okay, so the other one I have questions about, and I'm just going to give them to you, Greg. Go ahead. Texans at 10. I, I would wait, like, maybe a few weeks before I put them up in top 10. Really? Yeah, just because 
yes, they're leading their division, but at the same time, though, the South is easily the weakest division in football right now. It is, but, I mean, okay. So, the look at the Titans team, the way that I look at them. Okay. Hop, Sanders, Fuller's obviously out. Mm. Um, you have one of the most electric uh, quarterbacks in Watson. You have a run game that has proven to be decent. You have three rotating tight ends that are arguably good, and the defense has Honey Badger and Watt. Yep. And they're Clowney. going to, oh, and Merciless and, mm-hmm. and Cushing. I think he retired, actually. They're <laughs> going to go to the playoffs. So I don't mind having them there. Right. Um, I think that it's kind of funny to me that they are in the category. It goes Bears, Texans, Packers, Ravens. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years do you start this year thinking that the Bears are leading those four in any power. No, absolutely list. You not. Know what I mean, I thought they were still in a rebuilding phase, but watching their offense. Mitch Trubisky put up 44 for me this He's week. He's been a top five quarterback this year. <sighs> That's crazy. It's insane. It is. Matt, amazing what you can do when you have an offensive-minded head coach in front of you. Yeah, and guys, if you do have any fantasy questions or anything, let us know. Uh, Austin says, my point with that is the Giants carry, in my mind, a lot more talent. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I, yes, I mean, I, they do. They have talent. They have talent that you can't sleep on. That's true. They have a very talented defense that is playing atrocious because their offensive line is that bad. They have a running back that is their future. They have a quarterback that is a crippled mummy. And they have one of the best wide receivers in the league in Sterling Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not, I, I like OBJ. He's okay. I like Sterling Shepard. Oh, I love you for that. All right. <laughs> the other one to talk about, Greg. So you said Rams, Chiefs before you said Saints. Why did you say those teams before? Uh, yeah, Tariq Cohen, extremely underrated. Very true. I like Tariq Cohen on the specialty side of things. I think they're underutilizing Jordan Howard, who's a running back that has proven in the past he can handle the workload. So if you're really going to use Cohen, don't take away from what Jordan Howard can do. Add to it. It's my only point with him. I think looking – the reason I picked the Chiefs and the Rams ahead of the Saints is just because looking at the Rams as a whole, I think the Rams are a much more complete team than the Saints right now. I think the Saints kind of capitalized on the fact that they were playing a home game against them. But in your point, you said the Rams are beatable. I did. You said they were proven they were beatable by the Packers. Granted, Ty Montgomery got traded for his mistake. True. I don't think the Saints are beatable right now. You don't think so? No. Mm. The way they're playing, the way they routed the Bengals, who, uh, Keedy, sorry, the Bengals suck. Agreed they need one or two punch, exactly. Saints are easily number one. Uh, my thing about it, so you look at the Chiefs. The reason the Chiefs are not going to win the Super Bowl this year is because their defense is bad. They, they're going to get Houston back. They're going to get Johnson back. But their defense is bad. Mm-hmm. The Rams, for me, just lost Cooper Cup, who in the real grand scheme of things is not a massive loss considering the talent on that team. Robert Woods is amazing. Brandon Cook is amazing. They have Gerald Everett, who they're underutilizing at tight end for yep. a freak. And they have Todd Gurley, best running back in the league right now. Yep. I think that the problem, though, that the Rams could see is that if you shut down the run, is Jared Goff a real quarterback or a system quarterback? I think he's a real quarterback. But you don't get that with the Saints. That's you true. You don't get that situation. You don't get the whole, hey, if we shut down this team, their quarterback can't do anything. You have Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That's true. The Rams forgotten to, <laughs> have forgotten to play defense. Hmm. When you lose Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters to injury in the same week, yeah, granted they've come back here you. and there. Uh, Aaron Donald is the greatest defensive force in the league right now, so mm-hmm. I'm not mad about that. But yeah, nope. the Rams secondary is weak. That's true. But that's, I mean, that's just my points on it. I think the Saints, you don't have this issue of like, do you shut down? Which running back do you shut down? Can you shut down Michael Thomas? They just signed Brandon Marshall, who's just going to be using the end zone, if you ask me. The That's same exact way they were going to use Des Bryant, they will use Brandon Marshall. That's fair. No, okay. Yeah, you kind of proven your point with that one. I, I guess I just... That's I why think, I wear the hat. Yeah, I think my mindset was just like I looked at it for so long is that the Chiefs and the Rams kind of proved consistency for so long. Yeah. And, the way, and also the thing that drives me nuts about the Saints, the Saints are in a really tough division, man. They got... Best division in football. Best division in football. They got the Falcons on on, uh, Thanksgiving this year. 
And don't and yes, the Falcons have underachieved this year, but don't sleep on them in a division game. Yeah. Don't. Fair. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, Austin, please provide some feedback on this. Right ahead of the Giants, which is three spots down, it goes Bengals, Dolphins, Lions, Jaguars. Jaguars play the Steelers this week. Yep. That is such a funny Considering what they were last year, considering they didn't lose too much, considering they added pieces, yep. how crazy is it to you that the Jaguars are this low on our power ranking, considering the fact that the Lions have been kind of bad? The Dolphins, I don't know what's happening with them, but I don't hate you putting them this low, Austin. No, you know what I mean? I don't either. I truly believe that the way that the Jaguars are set up is just because of the fact that you didn't have Leonard Fournette for so long that it exposed Blake Bortles as the type of quarterback that he is. You cannot yeah. win with Blake Bortles. You can't. I think this proved right here that if you have Blake Bortles as your guy, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. He can't be a guy that can take over a game. Because I remember one game he threw like 50 passes in one game. No. Yeah. You can't do that. And especially because he doesn't have the receivers he did before. Blake should throw 20 times a game and that's it. Yes. Blake Bortles also did not have the receivers that he used to. Allen Robinson and Hearns are both gone. So Fournette is back and healthy, thank God, he for is. my fantasy team. Thank God for my fantasy team, too. Um, so Ben says, I think Goff is a good quarterback. He's, you know, He looks great with the weapons he has. I don't think he's going to outshoot anyone in the league. Um, ben also says, I like that uh, Flacco and Romo were elite. <laughs> so I read an article. Uh, guys, we got, I got back up on the article train, which is good. We've, we've seen a lot of traction. Again, thoughts from thebench.com. It's a good article, by the way. Um, I wrote an article basically because Keaton, uh, cousin, or cousin of mine, brother of Austin, who gives us the power rankings, which we'll get Ian in here somehow, too. Um, all the all the heads. Give me all, more heads. Um, the Give you question in the article basically came out and said, you know, we take the stability that the Steelers have for granted. If you have to ask that your quarterback is elite or not, he is not elite. Which He's leads not. me to my favorite conversation: Lamar Jackson could potentially be starting this week against the Bengals, against a beat up, terrible secondary that the Bengals have. Keaton, at me if you need to. Defense is kind of butt. They got Hugh back as assistant to the regional manager for some reason. <laughs> but I think Lamar's about to get into the NFL, and I think he could flourish because the Ravens' offense is actually not that bad. No, it's not. I I think John Brown all of a sudden realized how good he was because he was good for Arizona maybe four years ago. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just decided to turn the corner. Well, yeah, I mean, Willie Sneed is nobody to sniff at. Michael Crabtree's a great veteran. and, and blah, 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 you know. I'm nervous to see how the passing game works with Lamar Jackson because I'm wondering. They haven't see... had, they've had him throw once, I think. Throw once? And Flacco did not throw him the ball when he was wide open in the end zone, and that still peeves me off. Yeah, that I would. That'd be something totally unexpected. Or Lamar Jackson didn't throw the ball to Joe Flacco either. Are you saying? Lamar Jackson, when he was under center, they'd put Flacco out as a receiver. Oh, but Flacco wasn't wide open in the end zone. That's true. I'm not getting the quarterback hurt on there, but... Hmm. Guys, please feel free to let us know if there are any rankings that you want us to pass along to Austin. This has been a fun segment, which we'll do each week. Um, We'll break down next week, obviously, the week 12 rankings, as well as whichever category Austin likes to give us. Yep. Um, They're both posted on Mm thoughtsonthebench.com. The new week officially starts tonight, as always. We got Packers and Seahawks, which is going to be an underrated game, actually. I don't know what to think about the Seahawks. They give me a headache. Because they are not good, but they're good, but they're not good. Is it because okay. of them being in the same division Hold as on, the Rams that you think that? Up. Austin wrote a novel. Mm. Damn it, Austin. Like, what the hell? Love you. Ugh. All right, go ahead. Okay, so looking at the Seahawks, I feel like they're kind of overshadowed by the fact that they're in the same division as the Rams. Okay. So I think that kind of hurts them. Because I remember their game against the Rams. They played them pretty tough. But Russell Wilson still looks like he's running for his life. 
he has since he got there. I don't understand why Doug Baldwin all of a sudden is no longer a number one receiver. Why do they hate Doug Baldwin? I don't understand why they hate Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin's actually a good receiver. And also, yes, this is a fantasy like rant a little bit. But yeah, I don't understand why they, they all of a sudden just dislike him. So we'll get back to your games. I just want to read Austin's comment here. I do believe in Blake Bortles. That's the key answer. The three teams or however many the list ahead of the quarterbacks, you can do better than Blake. Um, so what happens when you stop Fournette? By the way, the Steelers' defense has been playing. Shut down the run. You shut down Bortles. You have to outrun scared for his life. I agree that their team ties on if Leonard Fournette is healthy, who is uh, one of the better running backs in the league when healthy. Yep. Um, but So I agree with you there. So let's break away a little bit to um, – I agree with you. I don't know why Doug Baldwin's been gone. I love the fact that Tyler Lockett has a resurgence. Yep. I also <sighs> like DJ scary, Moore as man. well, too. He's getting some good reps with uh, Russell Wilson there. DJ Moore, the rookie wide receiver out of Maryland that plays for the Carolina Panthers? Who am I thinking of? There's a Moore. Could somebody give me a roster check on the Seattle Seahawks wide yeah, receivers? Please. Yeah, I'm, please. I'm watching the comments right now. Right. They have a guy. It's not DJ Moore because DJ Moore was my number one ranked wide receiver in the draft. My bad. The Panthers. Yeah, it's good. Um, who do you got for tonight? Packers, uh, Seattle. I'm going to go Seattle just because of the fact that looking at both teams, I feel like the wow. Packers. Yeah, looking at both teams, I feel like the Seahawks are still in the mix for the wild card, and I'm looking at the Packers and – I'm sorry, man. It's just a struggle. Yes, they came close to beating the Rams, but it, there's just something about them that just makes me not crazy. crazy about them. Aaron Jones has been unleashed. The Packers offense is, is firing on all cylinders. Cobb is back tonight. Um, I'm going Packers. Pound the over. I think this will be a high-scoring game. This is the first time I think we disagreed on a Thursday night game, actually. Well, it's because there haven't been that many good Thursday night ones. That's true. We thought last week was going to be a great Thursday night game, and then we went and... It was a great game. It was, it was a great game. the high-scoring game. game in Heinz Field ever. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's yeah. true, actually. Yeah. 24-21 over Packers, Seattle. Moorhead gives his final pick. Ooh. Uh, I'm going um, – I don't even know what the over-under are in this game, but I'm saying hit the over. I'd never bet against Rodgers. That's what I'm saying, Simmons. Mm-hmm. I just – it's a bad man. Uh, I'm going to go um, – I'm going to go 27-24. I think it's that close. I think it's a field goal close. I'm going to go 27-24 Packers. I think it's mm-hmm. a high-scoring game. I'll say 26-23. What a douche. I'm sorry. All right, I'm going 27-21. All right, cool. Feel good, Greg. <laughs> um, Lord in heaven, Greg. Seven minutes left, Greg. Guys, again, please send Moorhead any rankings you would like to see. Uh, and send us your scores right now, please. 38-24, Pack Attack. I, I, I just see a high-scoring game. Neither of these defenses are terribly elite. Even, although, I did want to touch base. The cornerback taken out of Louisville for the Packers. Jair Alexander. Has been been playing amazing he has been unbelievable yeah. yeah credit to the packers man they actually they drafted a bunch of secondary guys i think they got desmond king too they finally no desmond king oh kevin king i'm sorry okay yeah kevin, yeah. king, kevin king, my... king is, is, is yeah he's i was gonna say desmond you're all over the place with your names today greg uh did anyone look up the um seattle wide receiver roster that would be much appreciated i will send you a high five um so we got about what we got six minutes left guys um, we made it through. I'm very proud of ourselves yeah, for this. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> is this, why, is this why you have the towel on you just so like you can wipe yourself on, down? Man. I just had it on. <laughs> Hashtag Dobbs the Hodges. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed them, especially after losing Clinton Diggs. Yeah, they. I they think did. it was time for Clinton Diggs to go, and I think their secondary is perfectly at the right area. But they're gonna hit a snag where they're gonna have to pay a decent amount of money for their secondary eventually. That's true. At the same time. 
So they'll lose something in that sense. Which ironically, um, this also kind of created a situation now where because of that whole fifth year option stuff with rookies, you're going to see more trades now yeah. in the NFL, which is becoming a thing. It's just going to have to be. Let's, let's just do a really quick gra- uh, draft, Greg. Okay. We're going to do um, five guys. Okay. Oh, I would love some five guys right now, actually. I wish I could eat solid food. I'm sorry, buddy. I need some pudding after this. Mm. Um, I don't know what that was. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. I just It's not even on to make noises. Mm. Um, so let's do five guys. Let's just do very simply um, five guys, this draft class, no quarterbacks that you would take to restart your franchise right now. The draft class that just happened off their play because we're about we're a little over the halfway point so do you want first or next two no quarterbacks actually yeah we'll do one quarterback two running backs two wide receivers okay so based off of this current draft class yes all right you uh, what do you what do you want man damn i will take the next two take next two yep cool that's a great option because this is a very scary draft mm-hmm. um just because you're picking there i have to go i have to go baker mm-hmm. um i know that if you know anything about me I traditionally don't pick the single position until after you do because there's so many. Yeah. But Baker has been light years, light years ahead of Darnold and Allen and Rose, even though Rose has been playing okay. Baker is the clear-cut QB1 there. No distractions. You're up for your next two. Uh, my next two are Saquon and my running back and my quarterback, Dujour, because I still think he's good. I just think it's a rough rookie wall. Sam Darnold. Oof. I would have taken two running backs and completely shut me down because I'm going Nick Chubb. Ooh. Chubb has had better numbers in shorter games than Saquon Barkley this year. Granted, he is on, funny to say, a superior offense with the Browns and the Giants. But Nick Chubb's numbers are undeniable. He is a running back for the future, three down back for the Browns. They finally have one. You're up. You have a running back, two wide receivers left. Mm. Looking at rookies, rookies, rookies. I'm kind of struggling on this one. Uh. Ben says, a certain pit alum offensive lineman for the Vikings. We are we did switch quarterback, running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, Ben. Yeah. So back up, man. Uh, just because for wide receiver purposes, I'm going to do Christian Kirk. Okay. Why yeah. is that? I don't know. I, I, I think Rosen is slowly starting to trust him as his number one guy because I think this is Fitz's last year. So I think it's kind of nice to see him get some work in. And okay. I, I, I think he's got some game-breaking skills right now. It's just going to figure out to get Rosen to get him comfortable in that situation. Although Kirk was my favorite wide receiver coming out of here, I had I had more up there. I love Kirk. Um I'm going to go with the clear-cut numbers, guys, and that's Calvin Ridley. Oh, um, that's good. Calvin Ridley has as killing it on his team. He's the, arguably a number one wide receiver with Julio on the team when it comes to touchdown dependency because Julio can't touch and is very scared of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got a running back and a wide receiver, man. Um, a running back, just from what I saw before he got injured, I'm going to go Sony Michelle. Okay, that's yeah. a good pick. Yeah, I think Michelle would have had a very good year if he didn't get injured, so that's unfortunate for him, but yeah. The two Georgia guys get taken. I like that. <laughs> Kevin says, I would take a mascot before a USC quarterback. <laughs> um, so I got wide receiver, wow. running back left. You obviously took your running back, so it's smart for me to go wide receiver. You look at some of the bigger names. I, uh, it's it's funny because I don't think any of them are killing it the way we expected it. Yeah. Obviously, there's, there's a couple. I'm not going to start naming names so we can't both take them. Um, but because based off of, I guess, the way that the team has acted – in the way he's been pretty average. I'm going to go with Sutton. Okay. And the reason is because you don't really trade away Demarius Thomas if you don't think you have something Demarius Thomas-like on your bench. So, go uh, Camps, or, uh, yeah, Cortland Sutton, excuse me. Uh, who's your last wide receiver? Uh, my last wide receiver? Definitely in James Washington. 
<laughs> definitely James Washington. I'm kind of mad at myself because I realized instead of taking um, another running back, if I had the option to, I would have totally gone with um, You're gonna just Darius, say Darius Geis. Off of their play halfway through this year? Not even just ha- not even just play, but just because of the fact that I would love to have them on my team. Okay. Just saying. I'm sorry. Okay, Greg. All right. Uh, just to redeem myself, I will go DJ Moore. Perfect. Perfect indeed. Uh, did you lose some weight? Yeah. Okay. So anybody that doesn't know, I, I got my wisdom teeth removed. Yeah. Technically, that is losing weight. So he did lose a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. You said DJ Moore. DJ Then Moore. sadly, John Ross is not a rookie. Nope. Even though he was hurt all last year. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the clear cut best rookie running back. Um, numbers, stats, what the team is trusted. I'm gonna take Carry On Johnson. Oh, that's good because he's actually relied on a lot to be yep. the guy. So cool. Man, my team would beat up your team. Yes, that is actually very accurate because I was not thinking properly. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and dealing with me. This has been Flu... What do you say? Flucast. Flucast. Yep. Wisdom wisdom, whitened teeth gone. Ben Simmons, Rookie of the Year. Every single year, Ben Simmons is Rookie <laughs> of the Year. I think John Ross might go for Rookie this year because, you know... Why not? I hate it. That makes me so mad. That makes me so mad to be like, oh, I'm a rookie. No, a rookie is someone in their first year... Of the sport, like didn't Blake Griffin rookie of the year when he was? Yeah, like, it's the stupidest <laughs> thing. Joel Embiid won rookie of the year. I'm yeah, sure. that's dumb as like, well too. So stupid. Yeah, I don't understand uh, that logic. Ben Simmons every year. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching Two Beer Deep. Again, I will say Two Beers Deep. We have all of the, our point apparel, thoughts on the bench apparel with it. I actually, I don't. It's not in reaching distance in the same. Got my thoughts on the bench coffee mug the other day. Love it. it Hats are now legit. in the store. Um, sweatshirts, hoodies are still in the store. Don brings up a good point. We did not take tight ends. Let's do it real quick. Greg, you were up for your pick. Tight end. Oh, crap. Uh, I'm trying to remember who the rookie tight ends were. Damn it. Uh, oh, Dallas Goddard. I'm taking George Kittle. He's not a rookie. Dude, I'm not that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that was the common in it. Yeah. Still taking George Kittle. All right, fine. Now, um... Are there really? Has any tight end actually been doing well? Yeah, there really hasn't been. Like Goddard was the only one that I thought of immediately, just because I remember the Eagles stealing him from the Cowboys. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's actually really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do Mike Kosecki. Yeah, whatever, man. All right, I just want to be done. All right, guys, cheers. Thank you all for participating, paying attention. The video will be up on Facebook now. Um, again, recap some things. Store our point. Our point apparel, Thoughts on the Bench. All the blog content is on thoughtsonthebench.com, including Moorhead's rankings. Moorhead will be doing rankings for us um, each week with NFL teams, as well as uh, random ones. If you have random ones, shoot us a DM um, or reach out to him. And guys, we have been engaging on the articles because I like to uh, engage in everything. I would advise you, if you are going to talk to me about an article that was posted, avoid texting and DMing and just post it on the actual article itself. Um, on the Facebook page. It makes it a lot funner. It makes it a lot cleaner. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier for all of you nerds to gang up on me when you're together. So, cool. I'm going to go take some more pain medication. Kaylee's making mashed potatoes because I can't eat anything solid. Nope. Thanks, guys. This has been the flu cast brought to you by Thoughts from the Bench and Two Beers Deep. Shout out. Hey, no, no, no.